Welcome to the Sherry and Brock Show, the best place to hear about real people accomplishing incredible things. Tune in every week to hear encouraging interviews with authentic individuals who've discovered purpose and are living the life they've always wanted. The host for this podcast includes CEO and founder of CDM Media Group and positive influencer Sherry Cranford, as well as entrepreneur, business coach, and award-winning MC, event host, and DJ Brock Barton. It's our hope that each week by tuning in, you'll be encouraged and inspired to do great things in your own life. Now, here are your hosts, Sherry and Brock. about yourself. We'd love to get to know you, and I know our readers would love to hear about your journey to Nashville and becoming an artist in country music, like where'd you grow up, and what led you to writing and singing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like y'all said, I'm from Columbia originally. I was there for the first 18 years of my life. Um, I started playing guitar when I was about 13 or 14 years old uh, by looking up chords on YouTube, <laughs> really just figuring out, you know, my favorite songs and then trying to find the chords for those. And then that's how I fell in love with it. And I kind of just kept it a secret for a long time and thought no one knew how much I loved it. But I spent hours and hours and hours in my room playing guitar. And my dad could always hear me through the vents, even though he, he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> but um, so after, when I was about a junior in high school, everyone started talking about college and internet steps and the immediate next step for people in Columbia, especially, I think, really anyone in that age group, but um, are, is to go to college or go to Mizzou specifically. And I right. just kind of realized junior year of high school that the only thing I was super, super passionate about was music. And there wasn't really a need for a degree at that point. Um, and at least in the avenue, I wanted to go down with music. So I had a conversation with my father and just told him, hey, this is something I really, really want. To pursue and he's like what does that even look like and I told him like I don't have any idea yet but I know but there's something in me that really really wants to chase this and he was like cool okay yeah do it so after I graduated my family moved from Columbia to Kansas City um, and I followed them there for a couple of years I planned on just going for a couple months to kind of like appease my family my dad was kind of saying like maybe you should move with us not go to Nashville straight away you've never even played a show before you know that's my thing I did it kind of just to make him happy. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go there for a couple of months. I'm moving to Nashville. But after I moved, I realized how much I really didn't know about the industry and how, or just about performing in general. So I followed them there, stayed for about four years, played like 250, 300 shows um, all across Missouri, Kansas, you know, just Midwestern states. And then in March of 2019 is when I packed up and finally moved to Nashville. Wow, that's exciting. How so what, what brought you, how, how'd you get to Nashville? Like, what was the journey like from Missouri to Nashville? And after playing so many shows, um, where did you find the confidence to, to just head to Nashville? Yeah, so I, I sort of dipped my toes in uh, starting out. 
I took trips there about once a month for the better part of 2018. Um, I have a family friend who moved from Columbia, Missouri to Nashville whenever I was little, and my mom stayed in touch with her. So I, um, she offered to let me stay with her whenever I went out and visited, which was awesome. Her name's Christine Mayer. She's the best ever. She's my Nashville mama, I call her. <laughs> and uh, she was always just, you know, so open-armed and just saying, you know, come anytime. And she really meant it and would always encourage me to get back down there. So I'd stay for, you know, a weekend. And it just the trips out longer and longer. And then eventually she was like, hey, do you want to, you want to move in until you find a place to come stay with me. And so that's what um, got the push in that, or in, in March of 2019, she offered to let me move in with her. And I stayed with her for about two or three months before I found a roommate. And um, she was just awesome. She really was a huge reason that I got to Nashville as soon as I did. That's awesome. What an inspiring person she was for you. So mm-hmm. that's really, really sweet of her. So um, go ahead, Brock. I'll let you take the next question. Yeah, I, I was going to check in. I, I know, I mean, uh, here we are, uh, time of this recording is uh, late in the year in 2020. And uh, this year has been a crazy year with COVID. Uh, has the, you know, has the pandemic kind of affected you this year as well? Yeah, I think it's affected everyone, you know, in just various ways. But I will say that I am definitely blessed for the way it hasn't affected me, you know, financially and that sort of thing which has been very helpful because I know a lot of artists and musicians are struggling really heavily with everything going on. So I definitely count my blessings there, but it did cancel a bunch of shows for me. And I was supposed to be out in California playing a little mini tour in April and that all got canceled. But um, there's a massive silver lining to all of it because it pushed me to get into the studio a lot sooner. Cause I was kind of sitting on my thumbs like, well, now what do I do? You know, like I'm just sitting at home. <laughs> I didn't plan on recording as soon as I did. But I, my producer had his schedule open up. My schedule opened up. So I got to spend a lot of time recording these five songs that are coming out throughout this year. Um, and I put out music all earlier in 2020 than I originally anticipated. Oh, that's that's awesome. So you, you've recorded five new singles. Yeah. Your debut single was uh, Pick Me Up, right? Yes. Yeah. So I recorded all five songs at once over like a few weeks um, with my producer, Stephen Sharp, who's also just the most amazing guy. I always got to shout him out because he's, awesome and deserve the world um but we i recorded or i did three singles and i'm releasing ep in december that was kind of the way i decided to do it so all three of those singles are officially out and available download but um in december i have two more songs completing like a five song ep wow that's incredible thank you so what is the best advice you could give others that have helped you this year deal with all the changes in the music industry um, I would say the some of the best advice I've been given is, I mean, just to really be able to roll with the punches and kind of adapt to everything going on right now. No one knows, no one can really predict what this year is going to look like and no one can predict what next year is going to look like. So it's kind of just being able to be flexible with everything and really just remain positive and have a good attitude about things because no one's thrilled with everything going on right now. But I think the best thing we can do is just be really um, flexible and able to see the silver linings in these kind of unprecedented times for sure. So that uh, some of the best advice I have to give thanks to Nashville in general was just to get out of my own way. And I think that also kind of plays into that too, where I just, I think it's really easy to get in your head and just um, 
feel kind of paralyzed by a lot of the, you know, outside things going on. And me especially, I can be kind of a head case. So when I just get out of my own way and just go for what I want, regardless of other people's opinions or, you know, naysayers or whatever, I think that's whenever worlds of opportunities can open up for you. That is so true. That's such a good advice to give others. Um, keep moving forward and being flexible with everything that we have going on. So that's just that's wonderful advice. Definitely. Allie, I, I, you know, as you're a rising star, we're excited for you. And as you're a rising star, I, I've, I've heard that, uh, you know, people who come into some fame, sometimes it's uh, difficult for people to, um, those people to feel like the world really knows who they are. And so uh, what's, what's, what's the most important thing you would want people to know about you? You know, that is one of my biggest fears. And I think that's why I constantly overcompensate in the sense of (laughs) making sure my lyrics and what I'm posting on social media and the way I interact with people at concerts and that sort of thing is always super, super authentic to who I am. Um, I never want to seem unapproachable or like I'm, I never want to look like not friendly in any way. You know, I just, I want to make sure people always, know me through and through and I do that by being really authentic in my lyrics and being really um vulnerable in any kind of like press releases or anything like that I want to make sure that I'm um people's best friend because that's all I want in this and you know growing up my dad always said to me then what and I know that's so simple but um he would always say then what to me and in any sense where I I'm kind of stumbling on my work. Whenever I was trying to do something new or chasing some kind of dream or goal, and I was always ambitious and running after the next thing, he'd always be like, okay, that's great. You want to do that? Then what? And I would say, well, then I'm going to do this. Okay, then what? And it would just continually, I, he would just keep asking that over and over and over again until I got to the bottom. And I'm like, well, I don't know. He was like, well, you need to figure that out. So it was always like a way to remind me to observe my intentions behind everything I'm doing and make sure my motives are very pure and I'm not doing anything out of like worldly motivation. So that is something I've always kept in the back of my mind. I actually have then what in his handwriting tattooed on my body. So I like can't forget it if I wanted to, but I'm in this for no, like I'm not chasing success or fame or fortune or anything like that. Like these words are truly who I am. I feel this in my core that this is something I need to do, whether it's to connect with people through my lyrics or, you know, whatever it is. But um, yeah, that's, that's, I've, I never want to lose sight of that. I love that. I love. I love that it's um. What I heard you kind of say was like it's an authentic representation of who you are in your music, like a, just a very yeah. natural, authentic piece of you. Yeah, and I think that's honestly why I chose country music, um, because it is such a storytelling based genre, and I and I, I really do just want to tell my stories and hope that people can relate to them. And it is the most authentic to me as far as what I was raised on and what is, what is really in me. So that's, yeah. That's awesome. Also, that is a, uh, a song by Clay Walker, a nineties country song by Clay Walker. Then what uh, a, a good jam. So that, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Now, now I, I think I probably know the answer to this, but you know, expound on it for me a little bit. Did, did you have some fears moving out to Nashville and becoming a singer? Oh my God. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> so many. Um, yeah, I think our fears every day, you know, and <laughs> this is going to be the cheesiest thing I've probably ever said on a recording, but, you know, those 
like all those facts on everything that are like, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough, that whole thing. I think that's as cliche as it is. It's so true. Um, I'm scared constantly, but I think really you do find some of the best things, the best moments in life on the other side of fear. So I really do love what I'm doing. It does get really scary, but again, it goes back to that advice of like, get out of your own way, just do it because there's something in you longing for it. And you know, you're never going to regret trying. Incredible. Incredible. I love that. And is there any other advice you might give to someone wanting to maybe thinking, thinking about moving out to Nashville or maybe thinking about taking the jump to, to, to Hollywood or whatever the case may be wanting to pursue a career similar to you? What advice might you give them? You know, I would just say that if it's in you and you're even questioning it, you have to try it because we really do only have this one life. And I, I don't think there's anyone who's like, oh, I'm really glad I didn't try that out. You know what I mean? Even if you fail at it or not even fail at it, if you just get here and you decide, you know, that's not for me, you're never going to look back and regret going for it. So I think, why would you not try it out while you're young or try it out while you have that drive or the opportunity or whatever it may be? Um, I was lucky enough to have parents who were really supportive of me, you know, jumping after a goal. And I know some people that's a reason that they stop and the reason that they decide that that's not for them because they have people in their life saying that's ridiculous and people they respect and like authority figures who are saying you shouldn't do that but I think at some point like you have to understand that this is your life and it's going to be exactly what you create it to be and you just if you have that longing in you you have to listen to that yeah wow that's that's really powerful um uh, Hallie how old are you I'm 23. Man, you you've got a uh, right. sage like wisdom at your age. It's a, it's impressive. No, thank you. Yeah, I remember um Thanks. Jim Carrey famously said he said uh you can fail at things you don't want to do. So why not try taking a chance on something you do want to do? And I think that's a, a really I think I see you living that out in your life. That's Absolutely. really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and I think I'm kind of preaching that, but I was I have to say this again, I was super lucky to have the parents I did and the support system I did in the sense of people who were all about, especially my dad, like just really all for me trying something creative and something different and all about, you know, what you can try this and you might fail at it, but like go for it, you know, and that's, I know that was a huge part of the reason that I was so confident going into it. And um, I'm not taking that for granted at all, but I really now that I'm in the position I'm in, I'm like, why would anyone not try it out if they have the opportunity to? Like, I know like there's some financial reasons or, you know, whatever it may be, but you just, you gotta get past that. Cause those are all just worldly roadblocks that, um, don't matter in the long run. And so that stuff always works itself out anyway. Incredible. Incredible. So inspiring. Just the words of wisdom at a young age, you're, you are touching so many lives and so inspiring. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank, thank you so much. That's so kind. Thank I you. I wish I'd have known as much as you did at 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what is one of the happiest moments of your life to this point? Oh, man. Oh, I haven't been asked that before. That's really cool. Um, okay, honestly, so I'm going to give you a music-related one and a non-music-related one. So. Um, music related, one of the biggest highlights so far, um, as silly as this may sound, honestly being played on Clear 99 Radio in Columbia, they have my songs on rotation right now on like all of their, um, 
you know, time slots. And they got to number one on the Hot Country Countdown. And being just like Columbia native, like I grew up listening to that station for the entire first 18 years of my life. And to be played on that and then announcing my song and people sending me videos and stuff of them listening to my song on the radio, that is a dream I have had for my entire life. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's really surreal for me to, because you know, there's Spotify and there's YouTube and all, but none of that existed whenever I was super little. So the radio has always been there. So hearing my songs on the radio is something like I've never, I've never felt before. And it's really, that's been the highlight probably of my career so far. But um, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Non-music related, honestly, probably. Um, my little sister just had a baby. It's the first grandbaby. And this just happened um, in September. But our little nephew named Daniel, he is the biggest blessing I think my family's ever had. He's definitely an unexpected blessing, but um, a blessing nonetheless. <laughs> and we all are just so in love with him and so enamored. And we just, um, I'm just really, really happy for her. And as soon as I saw him for the first time, I just started sobbing. And it, it just felt not only like that I have so much love for him, but just the whole, it brought my family together in a whole new way. And it's, it's just been a really happy year for all of us, even amidst all the craziness. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, congratulations to your sister and congratulations on becoming an aunt. I know that's exciting. Thank time. you. So, yes, yeah, that's so exciting. Oh, little babies are just a bundle of joys. They really are. Oh my gosh. They no are. kidding. Yeah. He's the cutest baby I've ever seen too. I know everyone thinks that about their own relatives, but he really is a perfect baby. He's all over my Instagram too, if you don't want to see him. Oh, <laughs> we'll have to check him out. So that's sweet. So what has been the biggest, um, well, actually, who has been the biggest influence on your life? And I think we've kind of heard throughout that it would probably be at some of the top, I I could guess, your parents. But who's the Mm -hmm. biggest influence in your life? Definitely my dad. Definitely my dad. Um, He is, without a doubt, my best friend in the entire world. You know, my role model, my everything. Like, he is truly the best person I've ever met in my life and I wish everyone would get the chance to speak with him because he's just the kindest person and um I just don't have enough good things to say about him I my last single I released is called choose to fill and it's all about him and it was the only way I knew like how to thank him for everything he's done in my life and the way he's you know shown me that I am worth loving and being valued a certain way and um, that is the only way I, and it's not even enough to thank him, you know what I mean? But that is, it's like, it does a good job of showing like my relationship with him in that song, I think. I, I listened to your song and, um, definitely for your dad. So such a sweet mm-hmm. song and inspiring and, um, such a sweet dedication to your father. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, there's a video. This is also one of the highlights I think so far this year, but. I surprised him with that song. He had no idea I was writing it or he didn't even know whenever I was in the studio cutting it. So I waited until it was all finished and he was out in Nashville with my little sister and she was in the back seat of my car and him and I were in the front. I told her to record <laughs> and I played it for him. He had no idea what was coming and it was just like waterworks. Obviously we're both crying up front and London's recording the whole thing from the back seat. And I actually posted part of it on TikTok. <laughs> he doesn't have and he didn't know he's like you cannot post me crying on the internet like why would you do that but it's yeah it's 
it kind of like walks through like the explanation of everything. <laughs> that was a highlight for sure, getting to show him that. Oh, what a sweet memory. Of every man's worst fear being posted online crying right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me like that. And I'm like, sorry, dad. It's just like, uh, you know, the waterworks just get people going. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so awesome. My dad. My dad probably tells me to take it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the only reason he did is because he knows no one like around his age has TikTok really. So he's like, right, fine, he's safe. He's like, don't you dare post that on Facebook. I was like, whatever. So funny. Well, oh, so, so Hallie, how long have you been uh, in the music industry? Uh, when, when did you move out to Nashville? Uh, it was March 2019. So it's been about a year and a half-ish. Perfect. Um, but I've been pursuing this since 2015. So it's been about five years that I've been actively like in the industry. Oh, s- sweet. Sweet. And and what are maybe what are some of the most important lessons you've learned so far being in the music industry? Um, you know, I, I think it really is what we were talking about earlier, where you have to stick to what you believe in. And if you're not being authentic in your words and in your lyrics and just in your whole overall persona and everything, like it's not going to be fulfilling in the sense that you're looking for. I think if you have this and you to like chase a dream like this, it really is like a, a longing, a craving for something more. And if, if you're not being like authentically you, then you're just going to kind of get eaten up and it's not, it's just not going to be fulfilling in the way you want it to be. I love that. That's a, yeah, pursue it, right? Like stick with it, pursue it, chase it. Absolutely. Yeah. But for the right reasons, definitely. Yeah. That's so fun. And it's so true. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, the numbers or in just comparison or um, just the success of it all. It really is like adrenaline whenever you like, oh, I booked this and this is happening next. And oh, this station's playing me and this is happening. Like it's really easy to get caught up in those little wins. And it kind of fuels for the next one. It's like little hits of adrenaline. And, but if you're not doing these for the period, like there's never an end to that. There's never like an ending then what, if you will. Like there's, you can play that game. Like, okay, I have a million followers and that's enough. It won't feel like that. You'll hit a million. Like, okay, now I can't wait to get to 2 million. And you can, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, it's just never going to feel fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I resonate with that really strongly. I, um, I, in our, here in the Midwest, kind of a, a known DJ, I DJ a lot of events, uh, event host a lot of events, and um, for the longest time in my life, I, I had trouble kind of accepting that part of my life. I, I did it and, you know, uh, grew in it and was decent at it, but I also never saw it as like a, a career or something that you can do, right? Like, I, I, I thought I had to have a job yeah. and was like a, a, a business manager or something like that, Right. And it wasn't until, you know, at the time of this recording, it's probably about four years ago, five years ago that I, you know, I had this moment that really helped me to see like, man, I think this might be part of my gift to give to the world. This part of, might be part of me that's really like an authentic thing that is very powerful and moving and uh, decided, you know what, I'm just going to give this a shot and see what happens and uh, started pushing into DJing and and now it has blossomed into this uh, huge, you know, huge thing, elevate entertainment, uh, a very, you know, becoming a very large and substantial company here in the area. And, 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 and now even getting to be a part of this podcast, I probably would have never been a part of this podcast had I not stopped and decided I'm going to, I'm going to, pers- I'm going to go all in on that. Yay. And, uh, and so, um, 
uh, you know, putting away the the concept of, uh, you know, things like uh, chasing things for fame or for money or for all of those things, and instead just doing what feels like it's the thing I'm born to do uh, was one of the greatest Absolutely. moments uh, of my life. And it sounds like you had that same, same sort of epiphany. Yeah. And I think it's a constant reminder kind of thing too, you know, and cause it's sometimes easy to get caught in that stuff. But you have to keep reminding yourself that all of that's empty. It's all just distraction from the reason you're doing what you were doing. So if you get caught up in the distractions, you're missing out on like the real benefit of pursuing a dream or pursuing something you love. So that's so cool. I love hearing that so much. So powerful. So well, same to you. And I, I can only say I'm 34. So I wished I had had your um, gusto at your age, man, I, I can't imagine where I would be <laughs> in my life if I had pursued this at a younger age. So man, c- congrats to you. Thank you. Thank you. But again, like you could play that game all day long where it's never too late, because I could say, well, oh, if only I would have started doing this at 15. I just did a live interview the other day with a girl who's 15 already pursuing this stuff. And I'm like, I wonder where I'd be wow. if I started at 15. So like, there's always younger, you know what I mean? There's always like, but it's just about doing it at any point. It's not like, oh, you have to do it when you're in your twenties. Like it's, I just love hearing when people are doing something that truly fulfills them and makes them happy. Yeah. That is so true. I, I'm 50. <laughs> so I'll be 50 next, next month. And, and um, oh, happy early birthday. It's a big one. Well, thank you. <laughs> So listening to someone, I wish I'd have known what I did in my 20s and 30s, but um, I'm like Brock, I, you know, the reason I do what I do is, is, is making a difference in people's lives. Um, in my publication, the media company, you always get numbers. And I just think, I, I'm like, you know, if you keep focused on the numbers, that's all you're going to see every day. And so um, I just believe it's about making a difference in people's lives and and pursuing what you love. So I couldn't agree with you both more. Yeah, that's amazing. It's exactly right, too. That's exactly how I hope to look at it every day, too. So are there any funny stories your family tells about you that come to mind that you would like to share? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so recently, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, recently, my dad actually did an interview on behalf of me. Someone wanted to interview both of us and kind of talk about his perspective of me doing all this and then mine. Um, but he told a story and I did the interview after him. So she brought this up and he didn't tell me he includes this part. And I was like, that, yeah, I, I changed some words with him afterwards. This is so funny though, but a couple things. So one, I, when I was obsessed, like, ugh with the Jonas Brothers um (laughs) wallpapered I would like get magazines and then cut out the Jonas Brothers and I had so many of them that I wallpapered a wall in my bedroom I was in (laughs) love with Nick Jonas and some obviously I was like 13 14 I think and my friends were too so we decided to dress up as the Jonas Brothers for Halloween of course and I had an afro <laughs> I can't remember what exactly part of the story he told, but um, they love talking about this, so I'm sure he told the whole thing. But I cut off part of the afro and like kept that hair and glued it on my face as sideburns because he kind of had like sideburns at the time. And that Halloween, I was trick or treating, and I got home and the neighbor boys wanted to hang out. And I had a big crush on one of the neighbor boys, so 
I'm like taking my wig off. Like I can't go see him dressed as a boy. So I took my wig off and I'm trying to look all cute. My like button down and tie. And uh, I couldn't get the sideburns off my face because they were glued on. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I went and hung out with this crush with uh, sideburns on, black sideburns with my blonde hair. So that was a good look. Um, my dad loved talking about me dressed as a night so But one of my mom always <laughs> tells is, uh, I, I'm just not going to tell it like her. So I don't even know if it's going to be as funny to y'all, but this is, this is something my family always brings up, but I, I was like really high maintenance. I just cried all the time and I'm so whiny and I don't know just the way I got attention. I guess whenever I was like a baby, baby, I just sobbed nonstop. So, um, when I was about five years old, my mom's to the dollar store, like getting some birthday supplies or something. And I'm walking around and I see this diamond ring. I'm just, just staring at it in love with this ring and, my mom, look how pretty this is. And she said, oh, Hallie, like, do you want that ring? You know, at the dollar store, it's $1. And I'm like, can I have it? And she's like, yeah, Hallie, you can have that ring. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm just walking around the store just admiring this ring, how she always tells it. And then I, just, I look at her and I go, mom, is this a real diamond? And she goes, well, no, it's not. It's not a real diamond, but it is very pretty. Like it's very beautiful. And I just so oh, she said my whole face just sank. And I'm walking around, just staring at a little longer. And we're walking around the store, and then I look at her and go, "Hey, mom, can I get something else?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's yeah. She loves telling like any boy that story, like any new friend. Like she just loves bringing that story up. And so that's kind of yeah. That's. Something that's always stuck for some reason, but <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> real diamonds instead of fake ones. <laughs> right. I didn't want any dollars for a diamond. I wanted the real diamond at five years old. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Well, what's, uh, what's, uh, Hallie, what's something you're most proud of in your life? Most proud of, um, I'm really proud, this is kind of a weird answer, but I'm really proud of the family I come from. Um, it's definitely not traditional in the sense of, it's not like, you know, my parents are divorced and um, I have, I'm one of four girls, so I have three sisters and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just proud of that for some reason. It's not like a um, a traditional family home and our holidays aren't normal or anything like that, but we all just like love each other so much and I'm really proud to be in the family that I'm in. That's really awesome. That's awesome. And, and this is kind of, you know, this is kind of a, a different one, but uh, again, we, I love getting to know, you know, the person behind the music, the person behind the fame. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you could hold yeah. on to one memory from your life, you get one memory uh, and you get to hold on to that one forever. What, which one would it be? What, what's your favorite memory? Oh, wow. It's a tough one. Hmm. That is tough. It's an amazing question, though. You know, it would probably be some sort of Thanksgiving or, or Christmas or something where all my family is just in a room and happy and healthy and just that feeling of, togetherness I think that would probably be what I choose just something with my family in it and we're all just content and at peace 
That's really awesome. That's really awesome. I can tell you're very, um, very inspired and connected uh, and uplifted <laughs> by your family. I think that's a, re- a really powerful yeah, thing. I truly, I can't talk about them enough. I love them so much. Well, family is important. That's for sure. Yeah, well, especially I think you have a, a very solid foundation from your family, and that's such an awesome thing to have today. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. They're all they're all super great. We're all very very different. My sisters and I, we couldn't be more different in the sense of what we're into and personalities and all that kind of stuff, style even. Um, but we're all just like best friends, and you get us all together, and it's it's so much fun. But we're all so different and so unassuming that we would be as tight as we are, I guess. Um, but yeah, they're just the best people ever, and I'm I'm just really lucky to have them. That's awesome. Well, ever, you know, I I just believe that. God made us all different, and, and that's what makes us all the world a better place. <laughs> yep, I totally agree. So how has your life been different than what you imagined, or did it turn out exactly how you had planned? <laughs> no, does it ever. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I always say, like, if you can predict the way something's going to happen, it's, and you can, like, play out a scenario, because I'm the queen of what ifs and running down the rabbit hole of, it's what a scenario and that kind of thing. But if you can like assume how it's going to happen or picture it in your head, it, it will not happen that way, no matter how many you come up with. Um, but I would say I, I just didn't have any idea what this would be like, this dream I'm chasing. I did not know. Um, obviously I've seen like shows and fashion and playing and writing and all this stuff, but there's a community here. Like I've never experienced in Nashville and that that's really, really special. And, um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think life could ever be the way you predict it's going to be. And I guess it depends on what age we're talking about and that kind of thing. Like what I thought my life was going to look like at 16 um, versus, you know, what I thought it was going to look like when I was eight and that kind of thing. But it's it's ever changing, I feel like, day by day. Right. That is so true. I have a uh, I have a great question for you, um, Hallie. What uh, who are some of your uh, you know influential musical artists? Like who are some of the people that have influenced you uh, most in the uh, in your music pursuits? Um, early on, I would say you know Dixie Chicks, Martina McBride, um, Faith Hill. Those are people I grew up listening to all the time. And then uh, honestly, in my like preteen teen years Taylor Swift was a huge one as cliche as that sounds coming from me um she's the person who really got me wanting to play guitar and um her songs were super relatable for a young girl like me and it's what kind of got me into songwriting and I think I've been told a lot that like my songwriting style resembles a lot of early on Taylor Swift and I think that's probably because I was so in love with her growing up um I also really loved Colby Calais I loved her delivery in a studio so like her just her really soft, um, she wasn't a belter, which I, I'm not a belter by any means. I'm not like a Carrie Underwood or an Adele or anything like that. Um, so I really always appreciated like the softer tones of Colby Calais and that sort of thing. Um, and I think you can probably hear some of that influence in my writing and stuff too. Just, I adored her growing up. And then, um, I love Nora Jones. I love the kind of singer songwriter style of her. I love Casey Musgraves, um, Rayleigh Montaigne, Amos Lee. I love that that kind of style. So there's a lot. I mean, I pull influence from anything and everything. So those are some of my favorites growing up. 
Love that. I really, I'm a big fan of some Ray LaMontagne. So you, you kind of hit the, hit the nail on the head there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love him too. I would call that wine in the bathtub music. I have a whole playlist to it. Like just <laughs> kind of music. You just want to like kick back in a bubble bath and like drink a glass of wine too. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is. So you have six singles out. And um, we're, we're excited to talk about your new song, Choose the Still. And I know we kind of touched base on it a little bit, but um, you wrote it because of your dad. And that's what inspired you. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, making the new release of Choose the Still. Um, and, of course, what inspired you to write the song. And um, just a little bit about your new release. Oh, great. Okay. Um, yeah, Choose the Still came out on, on a blanking, October 23rd. And... It was my third single, I, the first single I released July 31st, and um, it's, like I said, just all about my dad. It's the most special song I've ever released because it's just completely my story through and through and about the most special person in my life. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just very personal to me, and I hope that people can listen to it, and, you know, even if they don't have the same relationship with their dad that I do with mine, I hope that they can kind of fill in the blank of that person who's shown them in their life that they're so worth being loved a certain way um, and up to that certain standard. So whether that's a mom or, you know, a grandpa or an aunt or someone who came along later in life, like a significant other that showed them like, Hey, no, you're worth being loved this way. I hope they can kind of make that song their own and implement their person in that whole picture. All right, listeners, a little treat from you right now. Uh, Shoes to fill from Hallie Kearns. In first grade, I fell down in the driveway. Scraped my knee, and dad ran out with a band-aid. Well, he sat down beside me, eye to eye there on the concrete. Just let me cry and wipe my tears away. At 16. I wrecked my first car And I thought he'd be mad cause it was my fault But he picked me up, dropped everything And swore he wouldn't say a thing Just let me cry and wipe my tears away He spent my whole life sitting in the bar For the man who gets to have my heart so if you want to take the hand that he held first You have got to be the man you show me I deserve And if you're gonna love me like nobody ever will Well baby you got big shoes to fill Wow, that is incredible. I love the sound. I love the sound. You're a rock star, Hallie, or, well, you're a country music star. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I usually get compared to rock music quite a bit. In my <laughs> that, that is awesome. I feel like I know a celebrity Thank right you. now. Oh, well, thank you. So, Hallie, where can people find uh, your music? Where can people listen to your music at? Um, my music's on every streaming platform, so Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, all of it, um, Amazon. So you can find it pretty much anywhere you listen to music. Um, my website is HallieKerns.com, and it, all that stuff is linked there as well. And every social media platform is just my name, Hallie Kearns. 
Awesome. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. Sherry, did you have anything else you wanted to add or ask? I don't. I, I thank you so much for being on our show today. We appreciate you. Um, we look forward to following you and, and seeing where your journey goes. And um, can't wait to hear new songs. Um, and I hope down the road you'll come back on our show. And um, we look forward to um, speaking to you again. And thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. And you touched Absolutely. Know, you touched thank so you for taking the time. Yeah. Yes, thank you. You're so inspiring. And I think young listeners to older listeners, um, you just have an inspiring you know, outlook on life. And, and we appreciate that and sharing that with everybody. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, you guys inspire me too. And I just appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me and giving me such awesome questions and taking time to get to know me a little bit. Really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, you can find Hallie Kearns on Spotify. Currently monthly listeners, something in the neighborhood of 15,000. So she's she's killing it. You're going to love her music. And um, uh, thank you so much again, Hallie, for jumping on and hanging out with us today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on the, on the uh, podcast, The Sherry and Brock Show. We loved having you. And tune in next week for another awesome interview.